Hello, everybody. Welcome. I'm Rosalind from Masterful Living 3, and I'm your facilitator for today. Um, I think some folks will be joining us um, as it's just 8 o'clock, but we'll start on time for those of you who are here. Um, so I will mute the the everybody while I'm praying us in so that we can get a clear recording. Uh, here we go. If you would join me in placing your hand on your heart. And as we settle into our hearts, we remember that our heart is the place that we experience each other. It's the place that we experience God. It's the place that we know we are in the mind of God. And we dedicate our time today to the opening of our hearts and our minds to see each other without judgment and to see the holiness that we all are. We put on the holy altar any concerns, any fears, any reluctances, any unwillingness. And we declare that we are open to experience all the love, all the peace, all the harmony that is ours to experience because we are part of God and these are the qualities that already exist within us and within each other. We share the experience of holiness that we will receive from this moment with all graciously and happily because we are one. Thank you and we all say amen. I will, I will just unmuted you all. Can everybody hear me now? It looks like Zoom um, cut out unexpectedly. Yes. Okay. Did the prayer come through? Yes. Okay, good. And everybody, everybody, are you hearing an echo from me? No. Okay. I guess we're good. So we open it up now for anyone to share your successes or your challenges Anything that you're experiencing about Masterful Living or your lives, we open it up.
if you have um, sound coming from moving around, will you um, self-mute uh, until you want to speak? That way we'll get a clear recording. Appreciate that. I would like to share um, today. Beautiful. Um, I apologize. I, I I can't do video right now, but I'm very here, very present. Yeah. Um, I had a really big breakthrough this week, and um, I it, it it's it encompasses both um, mostly my my career. Okay, so basically, I was feeling. Um, kind of unworthy and unsure and not clear on how I wanted to proceed with a, a career. And um, I'm in a temporary part-time job, and it's not quite making everything work for me in my life financially. So um, I was asked to come in and start negotiations for a small little contract, and um, I went in, and initially the the person said, "Oh well, we we can't afford your your rates. Um, I, I you know you know, and if you don't want to do this, someone else will." And so I I I left, and I went home, and I was sitting with that, and I just actually I didn't really know what to do with all those feelings because part of me said he's right, the other part of me says, "Oh, that's absolutely crazy. Of course I am." And I was even getting given him a deal because he was a nonprofit, uh, and but I was just kind of stuck in a a whirlwind of of um, not really knowing how to um, move forward. So I talked with my prayer partner. Um, she listened very wonderfully um, to everything I had to say and my big long story. And then she was so gracious and and telling me back what she heard me say. And it was really interesting for me to hear her tell me my story back. It was, I was able to detach actually from my story as she told it to me. And that in itself helped it a shift. Um, and then I was also gifted a little bit of money because I was at um, towards the end of the month and definitely at the end of the money. And um, out of this gift, I suddenly felt open and not desperate to have this, this contract manifest. And I was able to step into some of my power. I'm not going to say all of it, but I was able to step into some of my power and when I went back for negotiations, I had it very clear in my mind that I was worth what I was asking for. And I didn't need this job. I could feed my family um, on this little bit that I was able to, to receive. And that the universe was conspiring with and for me. And I walked in in a totally different place than I, than I was the first time. Anyway, long story short, we sat down at the negotiation table and they came out and they said, well, we would like to offer you, and it was a full price offer, what I'd asked for, and it was actually less hours, and um, they actually expected less from the contract than they originally were going to. And I was just blown away 
that things had shifted in two days' time um, to to be that, but I gracefully accepted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started last week on this project, so I wanted to share that. Um, huge breakthrough and movement for me. Oh, Lori, thank you so much for sharing that. Would anybody like to respond to that uh, inspirational share? I see Penny. Hi, Laurie. This is uh, Penny or Penelope. Some people call me Penny, some Penelope. Um, I just wanted to say to Laurie, um, that was a really beautiful share, a very, very beautiful and inspiring story. And... Um, I'd like to be reminded of that um, sometime when I'm uh, going through some struggles. And I just want to say to Laurie, congratulations, that she deserves that. She so much deserves to have that success. So well done, Laurie. Thanks, Penny. I I don't necessarily want to be um, airtime hog, but uh, the story isn't quite over. I have a little bit more. So yesterday I was sitting um, in my meditation and I I got this idea of what actually, because I've been kind of rambling around in my head a couple of different businesses I wanted to start and how I, and I wanted it, it, it to be a business that was soul filled and how I could help others um, monetize their ideas and help other people start their businesses. And this is what I... Um, love to do and so I was suddenly I realized exactly how I could do that and I I was just really excited about it and about an hour later I got a message a message a messenger message being in on me this person that I knew like 10 years ago and I haven't talked to in at least five years said hi you know, what, what are you up to these days? Are you still doing, you know, your stuff with the websites and, and businesses? And I, and I answered back, yes. And he says, I've, I've got somebody who needs your help. And I was like, blown away. Here's a second person that wants my help. And so he gave me connections and information. And I sat back with it. And it wasn't something I knew as much about as I think they needed and spirit said to me, but you have connections. Even though like, I don't have the expertise. I know people who do. And suddenly it opened up to me the whole thought that I am not alone. I don't have to necessarily, even though I take on business, I don't have to do it all. And that I can, equally hire out other people to help me do what we need to do until either I bring my skills up to speed or I maybe choose never to do that aspect of it. And having that thought, suddenly another person popped into my mind. So I I just, I called her out of the blue and she says, oh my gosh. She says, I just asked Spirit if I was ready to open up my another business, she's gone through some separations and some things going moves. And she says, and I just got a yes and you called mm-hmm. and she does exactly what 
I want to do in this new business. And she says, I think we should collaborate. She, and she says, I, I'll teach everything I know. And I'm like blown away that that happened. I mean, just like, you know, whatever, 18 hours ago. <laughs> so, you know, it continues. Wow, Lori, that's amazing. Well, you're living out everything we're, we're learning here in Masterful Living. I definitely call those miracles. <laughs> there are so many themes in, in Lori's shares. Anybody want to pick up one of them? Yeah, this is Suzanne. Hi, good morning, everyone. Can I, can I, am I heard clearly? Yes, yeah, Suzanne. Great. And I also, I'm going to put my headset on. I also, I'm not uh, video ready this morning. But I am fully present, as Lori said. And so what I'm, I'm finding is there are so, there are two sides to the coin. So I, um, too, am dealing with and working right now on my own abundance issues. And in fact, my study buddy and I are at the abundance. Uh, we're working on spiritual qualities as the next exercise. Is anyone else working on spiritual qualities right now? There's some hands going up, yes. Oh, okay, great. I can't see them. So, um, yeah, so what I'm finding is um, I have breakthroughs, and then I have retreats. Hang on, I'm going to put my headset on. Hopefully I can be clearer. So um, I've made a commitment to my practice to be prayerful every day. I wake up with prayer and I go to sleep, falling asleep with prayer, using the G-O-D-S. And um, I know that all of this, everything that I'm experiencing is my own projection and that I need to look at everything. And so what is it about, you know, experiencing some breakthroughs and then experiencing some retreats and Right now, it's showing up in the career area um, and several non-starters as far as new businesses are concerned. Um, I was a corporate person. I made the, a nice six-figure income and left corporate about 15 years ago, moved to California, and uh, feel like I've been in a weird vortex ever since then. So abundance, my abundance issues are really up. And I'm getting stuck on page 92. Where do you see your consciousness regarding abundance operating in your life? And so I'm, I'm confused. I'm not getting, or either I'm not willing to get some clear answers to answer that. So I see where there's abundance. I sort of imagine my abundance being peripheral to me. It's close, but I see it in other people and don't see it so much in myself in terms of this work issue. But there are so many other things where there is a lot of abundance, and I've been really blessed in so many ways. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, like what's getting me stuck in answering the, basically the two major questions on page 92. I just feel like this blank screen of, Oh, my God, I don't even know how to answer this. Can you repeat this, what the two questions are for those of us who don't have our book here? Of course. 
where do you see your consciousness regarding abundance operating in your life? So the positives and the negatives, I'm assuming, right, is what we're trying to elicit. And then the second, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're going to read it to us. Yeah, and the second question is, in what ways do you give yourself permission to energize thoughts and beliefs of lack and limitation which constrict the flow of abundance? For whatever reason, that's a really painful, painful question. So painful that um. sort of blocking the willingness to really answer that. Suzanne, can can I share what happened with me a few days ago? Um, Please. Yes. Yeah, so I also felt really blocked. And um, I was given this vision of a river. And the river was, I was told, was energy. And I looked down into this river, and there was all these dollar bills floating down this river. And I was like, I I wanted to reach down and grab one, and I heard, jump in. And I was, so I jumped in. And I was, I just was able to gather up some, but then as soon as I gathered them all up, I heard, let them go. And so I like, I dropped them back down and I took away from this vision that as I, um, I am gifted the energy of, in this case, it was money that I was meditating on. I'm, I'm given the energy in the form of money so that I, it may pass through me and I give it to somebody else and then they can take that energy and utilize it and pass it on. And it was all important to keep it in flow. And mm. um, I and I just become a vessel for it to flow through. And by it flowing through me, I would receive the blessings. And I that was very powerful for me. And then when I was speaking with my prayer partner, um, she said, and reminded me because um, I also, it was like one of those things I know. And then, you know, how people remind us of things that we know and we go, oh, yeah. Okay. She says, well, whenever I'm feeling not abundant, she says, that's when I just start giving stuff away. And I was like, wow, that's right. That's what I used to do. I'd always make sure that, you know, I mean, I still do it every month. And like um, I, I give at least 10% of everything I make. Um, I, I, I give, give it away to people or organizations. And, um, so I was reminded, well, maybe I just need to amp that up a little bit, but just having that intention and that vision and that, um, somebody reminded me, um, the, the, that, that's when all this stuff opened up. I got, I got a gift of some money that opened up, you know, me feeling solid and being supported by the universe. Yeah, that's great. It does. Um, thank you, Lori. It does say in the book that the practice for abundance is the generosity of heart and spirit. 
And yeah, my, um, so right. I'm feeling all of the dander come up, right. All of the fear come up. Um, and all of the excuses come up and then I'm, I feel like I'm making excuses because I, I do give a lot away, not everything not, but I give a lot of my time and I give a lot of my expertise away thinking that it would come back. Yeah, Suzanne, I, I do that as well. I give a lot, a lot of my time away every weekend. I give a ton of my time and energy away. And I, I also used to think, um, and hope, you know, someday when I'm down and out or I need help that someone's actually going to help me. But no one ever did. No one stepped up. I was a single mom all, all my kids' life, and I, I was hard-pressed to get any family to even be willing to babysit. Um, to it, it just it was it blew my mind. Like wow, you know, here I help my family, I help people, I I do so much, and um, I would say last year sometime when one of my kids was finally gone. <laughs> All of a sudden, I realized that I did have an attachment to um, some sort of reciprocation, you know, some sort of, because I give, you know, it seems as though the universe would, you know, I should be able to receive back. But I actually wasn't open to receiving. My my energy wasn't open to needing help. And so I finally... I don't know how I released that block, but I was finally able to release that. And, you know, and I've had my mom offer to drive 45 minutes to come and watch my kid for a couple hours, you know, so I could do something I really needed to do, which was like the first time ever. I'm like, really? <laughs> um, so, and, and now I, I do get people offering to help me. Um, a really crazy thing. My part-time boss the other day, she looked at me, and this is before I got that other gift. Um, she she looked at me and she says, "Boy, this month's hard." She goes, "Do you think it's been a hard month?" I said, "Yeah." For some reason, she goes, "Here," and she handed me a twenty-dollar bill. She goes, "Go buy your your, your son and you a, a pizza or something." I'm like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> so I don't know that you know we maybe we've got blocks that, that we can identify and place on our altar that help us receive. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it is about continuing to ask, recognizing. I know for me, it's recognizing that I'm thinking wrongly. I've decided wrongly. And sometimes it just, it's just hard to follow through with that hard to really believe that, you know, it's, it's that growing faith piece. Um, again, sometimes it's very expansive and very present. And then sometimes external things happen and send me back to a place of fear, anxiety, doubt. And it's this ebbing and flowing. And I guess I'm right now, I am in an ebbing 
um, in an ebbing place. And uh, it's just hard. Hi, this is Nadia. Can I um, comment on your share, Suzanne? Oh, gosh, of course. Um, good morning. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm also uh, not video ready, <laughs> but I'm here and very present. Um, you know, I totally relate to what you're saying um, because uh, I'm, uh, I'm six and a half months pregnant, and therefore I am very abundant. I'm very, very abundant and prosperous. doesn't get more abundant than growing new life, right? And um, yet sometimes I get trapped in this in thinking surrounding my finances. Um, definitely lack is one of my big feelings of lack is one of my huge challenges. And I just wanted to share with you that I watched this incredible documentary um, called Money and Life that I got from the library. And what I learned in this documentary was that the way money, physical money, dollar bills are made is through debt, through national debt. And in fact, there's an energy surrounding currency that's a strong debt energy. I was like, well, that's fascinating because all new money created comes from debt. All of this money comes out of debt. And I had this real epiphany that the, the, the lack that I'm experiencing with money and the feelings of lack is not just mine, but in fact, most people. And it's because the actual creation of money comes from debt and lack essentially. And so somehow I want to shift my feelings of, of lack because it's just so not true. Um, and why is it that we equate lack with financial stress? You know, like um, I know some people equate lack with, you know, they have lack of love or lack of time, which I also feel lack of time feelings too, but the biggest one for me is the lack of money. And um, I don't have the answer for you or anything, Suzanne, but I just wanted to share that tidbit that I learned about uh, money being created out of debt because I feel like there's a, somehow um, it's a piece of the puzzle towards the feelings of lack that I feel as soon as I start thinking about money or dealing with my money situations. And the feelings I have about myself and my self-esteem surrounding the way I make money and how little I make and, and all of it. And, um, and I believe that if somehow I can truly tap into the fact how abundant I truly am with um, everything else in my life, with the abundance of love and the abundance of life that's happening um, and the abundance of food, I'm always eating and, and just all of the um, things that show that I am truly abundant, that somehow, I mean, perhaps collectively, if we're all thinking about, I don't know, if someone else could also think about this idea about um, money being built on lack, like physical currency, perhaps we can have a collective shift of some kind. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, Suzanne. I totally relate. Oh, that was fabulous, Nadia. Thank you. Yeah, that's a interesting 
perspective on money. And when I think of abundance, I don't think of anything other than financial abundance. And there is an abundance of food and love and friendships in my life. Um, it's the focus uh, becomes that of the, the financial and how, uh, how sticky that is for me. And I wanted to add, exactly, Suzanne, yeah, exactly. And I wanted to add that one of the other um, points that this documentary was talking about was how just how money, how we all worship money, how money is the, you know, our new God in, our, in, in all of society on this planet and how, um, how um, just uh, we are all desperate for money. That's what it is. That it's just, it's everybody, and um, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the course um, it talks about idols, and um, money is definitely, definitely an idol in our culture, and all idols are substitutes for God, but they are far from God. Oh, thanks for that reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. So it's a, a nice reminder for me. Um, I need to release that, that I really do believe that money's going to save me. Yeah. And uh, the only thing, whatever you want to call God, the only energy, whatever that will he be healing is, is the Holy Spirit God energy. Uh, within. It's never without. I'm listening to Ken Wapnick right now. It's never without. It's always within. Oh, thank you, guys. I'm, I'm complete, and I, I so appreciate your love and your care and your um, willingness to share and willingness to support. Uh, very, 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 very helpful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Suzanne. Um, this is Lori again. I also I got a a strong signal that my expectations of what abundance is and how it shows up was getting in my way. That there's so many things in my life that I'm abundant in that it, it if I was to look at that river they would be flowing down that same that river that the dollar bills were floating down. It's it's all the same. It's all energy, and God God does support us. Our spirit does support us, and um, we attach that that um, meaning of money as a way of being supported, so we can maybe buy all the things we want. And so I remember from uh, the days of doing vision boards. Um, it was, you know, the whole idea is not, not saying I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year or this month. Um, but really what does that, what can that money buy or what does that represent? You know, so maybe, it, maybe it is a car or a home. Well, spirit can have somebody, um, need us to house it for a year and there we go. We have a house or spirit can have somebody give us a car because they got a new one and they, they weren't getting enough money for a trade-in, so they just give you a car. Or spirit can have people, 
you know, deliver um, overage from a farm to you so you have a beautiful organic mill. And so we can't limit how we are being supported by the universe, or we can actually, but when we do, we limit, we limit the way it can show up. And so I was reminding that, reminded of that not long ago. And I, I started being recognizing and saying, Oh, there's abundance. Oh, there's some abundance in my life and labeling everything as abundance. And maybe that also has helped open up my gate. I, I'm not sure, but we'll see. Hi, this is Araba. Um, Suzanne, I, I have been raising my hand and I had wanted to say to you, thank you for bringing up this issue as many people have spoken on it. Um, but what I heard and I wanted to say to you was that in your share and in your reading of the actual question, you answered it. You're saying that you had difficulty answering those questions with everything that they were bringing up, but you very clearly articulated your consciousness around um, abundance, and in this case, you were speaking about financial abundance, and you clearly articulated it. You said, if you remember what you said, um, what I heard was that you see it outside of yourself. You see that it was peripheral to you, that it was close to you, that you could see it in other people. Um, and some other words, and of course the recording will help you go back to that. And then the next question, which, you know, you really, um, we could hear, I could hear and feel the emotion around that. Um, when you read the question and sort of your frustration and your sense of difficulty. And again, in this conversation, you answered all of that. So I just wanted to say that as soon as you said what your difficulty was, I heard you immediately answer it. Before anybody else spoke about anything, you'd already answered the question that seemed to be giving you so much difficulty. And that's what I heard, and I wanted to stay on the call and long enough to just tell you that. Thank you so, so, so much for seeing what sometimes we, I have a hard time seeing in myself. You know, like that's very much why I'm in this group, and I love this group, and I love this work, is that we really get to reflect back to each other what we are having a hard time acknowledging in ourselves. So thank you so much, Araba. My pleasure. I have the same. So you have a blessed day. I wish you all a blessed day. I need to leave, but thank you so much for bringing this here. And I would also just like to say thank you to um, my prayer partner and my study buddy, who know that this is the first group probably I've joined in 
almost three weeks. So it's been a challenge, and I wanted to tell them both that they inspired me to at least tune in today. So thank you. Blessings to all. Thank you for being here, Arba. Thank you. Please just jump in. Go ahead, Penelope. Hi, this is Penelope again. Um, just something um, because we're talking about abundance. That um, as we were, t as people were talking, um, and it and it's really helpful for me to listen to um, some of the things that have been spoken about because I've been looking at page ninety-two today and the questions that Suzanne is referring to. Um, and what occurred to me, and I've not actually written it down, but it's just occurred to me as people were talking that one of the ways that um, I um, give myself permission to um, energize thoughts and beliefs of lack and limitation is I actually um, do at times get um, jealous and resentful when people are successful and it doesn't necessarily have to be to do with with money it can be in other ways that I've, I'm aware that I can become jealous or resentful when people are successful in 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 creating abundance um, and I think from one of the things that I, is at the root cause of that for me is um, not feeling that I'm good enough and um, so just to say thank you to everyone that has shared and how helpful it is, and also to be able to listen back to this community call to assist me to look at these two questions. So thank you, everybody, and, yeah, really great shares, and it's just so wonderful to be part of this community call. This only has 20 more minutes. It's a long time. Thank you, Penelope. That was a wonderful share. If anybody else has a success and wants to change the theme of the thread or continue this thread, that's fine, as well as challenges. You know, anybody having any challenges with any part of the Masterful Living program or uh, a challenge in your life, we're open to anything. Uh, Suzanne again. Hi. So I'm reminded of the our circle call I don't remember the name of our small group and circles. yes mastery circles thank you and uh, not last week but the week before the session before we were reminded to remember the do-over and the do-over is the very last prayer it's in chapter five of the course and um, it's four cent uh, five sentences long 
And I'm wondering if people would be open to hearing that again. Please go ahead and read it. Okay. I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all of the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God for me. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hi, this is Debbie Wright. I would just like to share and thank you all so much for, um, I don't know how we ended up on this topic, but it's just been so helpful to me. Um, I live in Virginia, and we've had some pretty wet weather this last week, and I had some um, water coming into my basement, and um, and just as I reflect back on this week and my um, <laughs> panic and all the all the feelings brought up for me of being alone and being abandoned and the lack and limitations, and I realized that I, I went right there. I didn't start with the prayer, and I didn't start with asking for divine support or or going into gratitude. It took me, I had to, those feelings were so strong that I, they really pulled me down, and it, it took me some real concentration to get back on track. And then as I've been thinking about it, with the water in the basement coming in from the crawl space and they still haven't figured out what's going on, but it was making me think about my own spiritual foundation and how it is leaking and not strong. And it's like, I feel like I don't even know where to begin to address that. But Suzanne, thank you for the, you were, study buddy working on the spiritual qualities i think that's where i need to go back to and start there and because that is our true our true self that is who we are so i think if i do go back there it will really really lead me in the right direction so thank you all very much for this beautiful conversation you've been having it's been so very gratefully helpful to me yeah we're, we're all here to wake up from this hideous nightmare right <laughs> you know i was uh reading something uh john mundy has a book uh living a course in miracles i have all these miracle books around me so whenever i get bummed out i just pick up a book and, um, you know, before in the Bible, I'm, I'm not a Bible person, um, not a religious person. This whole prayer thing is really new for me. But um, he describes, and I'm going to paraphrase, that before um, there was consciousness, you know, there was just heaven. And there were no needs in heaven. It was just pure um, 
pure spiritual joy, bliss, ecstasy, no distinction of lack, no distinctions at all of anything. It's just oneness with God, everything, all that is. And then we ask this question, what if? What if we could be separate? And we've been living this dream from generation, seemingly, right? From generation to generation for eons. And I think we're vanguards. The willingness of our groups, when I say groups, you know, Jennifer has her groups, David Hoffmeister has his groups, John has his groups. We're so willing to be so courageous despite what everything else looks like out there. We're courageous enough to, to go through this muck and to be willing to look and be willing to ask for help. Ask this essence that we can't see, we can't touch, we can't really feel, um, at least not in the world's view, that we're willing to build the faith despite whatever other evidence we have to um, go against the grain of the world is remarkable in and of itself. It's an amazing act of courage that we're all undertaking. And um, it's not easy. So we're here to re-encourage each other, to remind each other that we're all already in God. And, geez, it's just hard to remember that. We're trying to wake up, and we're doing it together, and that's the only way we're going to get there. Um, this is Sheila. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, thank you, everybody, for your shares. It's very enlightening and eye-opening. I was. I just had a question if anybody had been um, practicing the Ho'oponopono, because I know Jennifer's going to address that in our next class, and... I've been reading Joe Vitale's book, and I just wondered if anybody else had had any experience with using that prayer. Hi, Sheila. This is Nadia. Hi, Nadia. Um, hi. Um, I have, actually, um, for myself, um, that prayer um, has been a tool that I use when I'm sitting in the car and um, me and my, my partner, him and I will actually do it together um, as something to do in the car. And uh, I find that it brings me a lot of peace. Um, I, I actually, I, I did read uh I listened to the audiobook of of Joe Vitale's and um, it wasn't a, a, a personal favorite of mine. Um, I had a lot of judgments come up surrounding the book and the author and the way it was written. But the prayer itself is pretty awesome. And I, I know there are others who, who use it quite rigorously and have had a lot of benefit. It hasn't been my number one tool but I just, um, I do enjoy um, saying that when I'm feeling um, in dis-ease and um, 
not at peace. It's it's really beautiful to put my hand in my heart and say it slowly and rhythmically over and over again, like a chant. So that, that's for me. That's the only way I've used it. Thanks, Nadia. I have to say that it is pretty much one of my number one tools. I've been using it a lot. That's why I was curious to find out if anybody else had used it. And I, I find um, Joe Vitale's book a little hard to understand, but yet when I read it, I can go back and reread certain sections. Penelope um, had her hand up as well, wanting to share on, on uh, Ho'oponoona. Um, yeah, I've, I'm partway through reading the book. Um, I was actually using the prayer um, earlier on this week. Um, I um, travelled back to a, another area of the UK, to um, South Wales. I was actually taking my late mother's ashes back to South Wales, um, where she's originally from. And I was shown, um, I've shared this actually with my prayer partner and with my study group that um, when I reached South Wales I was actually starting to be physically sick and so I was using the the prayer to assist me and when we scattered the ashes the next day um, shortly after scattering the ashes I was physically sick and I was physically sick a little bit later on that same day and although I wasn't experiencing anything particularly emotional, I felt relatively peaceful. It seems that I was having some kind of physical clearing. Um, and because, yes, it did make me feel not great physically when we'd been sick um, at various stages, I actually used that prayer to assist me. And I actually found that really helpful because it was keeping me from... It kept me um, calm because I kind of had this sense that I might start to go into a bit of a, might panic a little bit because it was just, um, it was more um, kind of like a hindrance a bit, um, not a hindrance. Um, it was kind of um, just a little bit, um, I'm trying to think of the word, um, kind of a bit of a nuisance really that I was being physically sick at various stages um, through this process and so just to assist me I, I was using the prayer and I did find it helped me to stay calm Thank you Silence is a, a time when we can be nervous or we can join together. Either one is fine because they open up our hearts if we accept our, our reaction. But it's I just wanted to mention that it's a, a time when we can commune also. We commune through talking, but we can also commune in silence. So I just invite 
everybody to be okay with that, whichever way it opens for you. I was wondering if I could ask um, if anybody has um, reactions to their new prayer partners, positive or unsure or uh, anything like that. That's a great topic, Lori. Prayer partners is always changing. Prayer partners is always a big deal. I personally am excited that I got a great prayer partner that I feel super comfortable with and I love her so much. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed to have the prayer partner that I do and I also want to say that the study buddy program is great. My study buddy lives in Denmark <laughs> and so but we've connected every week and um, I'm excited about the new prayer partners. Thank you. Please go ahead. Um, thank you, Laurie, for that beautiful thing you've just said. <laughs> um, Sheila, um, I just was wondering if, if there's anything that you could add to how you found the prayer um, beneficial for yourself. I just wonder if you've got any um, kind of examples of how you found it beneficial. Well, I do. Some of them are kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but I guess if anybody's going to understand it, this group would understand. Um, I've been using it almost since the beginning because in one of our small mastery circles, I think it was Liz that introduced me to it. And then I've been hearing more and more about it and I bought the book. So I discovered that we're not saying it to the person. We're saying it to divinity. And if we believe what Joe Vitale says in the book, it does, it applies to everything as well as everyone. It, it applies to inanimate objects as well as, um, you know, people. So I've been using it with my relationship with my son, which um, he's going through this business transaction and it seems to be helping there positive things seem to be coming from that and I think the entire course helps but the crazy one is you guys are just going to think I'm off my rocker but okay so I have this riding lawnmower it's about 30 years old but it's great no I don't know it's not that old but it's great and um I have a big lawn and one of my passions is to get on the lawnmower and go out there and have the instant gratification of mowing well, it's kind of on its last legs, and the guy that fixes it said, you know, the next time you bring it in, it's probably going to be the last time. So I get on the lawnmower, and I pull the handle that engages the blades, and it's just going, oh, it's really slow. So I start saying the prayer, and all of a sudden, it starts working better. And I say the prayer the entire time I'm mowing the lawn, and all of a sudden, two hours later, the lawn is all mowed, and it never stopped on me. So you can call me crazy, but... um. 
I use it for a lot of things. Um, anyway, that's just, but, but yes, I use it. With, and I have a friend that said to me the other day, she's such a good friend and she's so non-judgmental. And she said to me the other day, she goes, I don't know if I like this new girl that you've introduced into our group. And I'm going, whoa, that's some, I didn't say it, but I'm thinking this is strange coming from her because she's very non-judgmental. And so I thought, well, I'm going to use the prayer on that and see where that goes. So I'll let you know next time um, if it works <laughs> for her to be able to accept this new person. <laughs> anyway, my story. Sheila, I don't think that's crazy. I use it on my car. I use it on my computer. One time I had a computer die. I mean, blue screen. And I turned it off. And, you know, prayed with it, talked, you know, for David, you know, just said, you know, like, if you just come up one more time so I can recover things, you can go to rest. And it did. It did. It, it came up one last time, got a few <laughs> off of it, turned it off, and it would never come back on. <laughs> okay. Well, thank so you, You're Lars. not crazy. No, you're not crazy. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> We have a few minutes left. If anybody wants to ask for prayers, we can put them in the circle. I have some prayers. I put it on the, I posted it, but some friends of ours lost their son to a motorcycle accident a couple of days ago. And um, I'm not real close with them at all, but um, I, he grew up in our community, which is a small community. So just prayers for this family. The, the boy's name was Colin. He's probably mid-30s, and he succumbed to injuries. So prayers for that. Thank you. Yeah. In, in another um, group, it's um, Masterful Living 2, uh, we have a beloved person, participant, whose son is now transitioning. And um, I, even though this is Masterful Living One, we're all one community, one people. And so I'd like to add him and her and the person who's um, staying with them for this transition, that we open our hearts to a graceful and smooth transition. Anybody else have somebody or something to put in our prayer circle? It can be little, it can be big. It doesn't have to be as big as life and death. Um, uh, yes, I'd like to put in my unborn daughter, mm. um, that she's growing healthy and and just for her soul and to, to, to be strong and um, that she's having a good time there in the womb. <laughs> Lovely. Well, I'd like to thank you all for being your facilitator today. It's been quite moving to be part of the flow of your conversation and your topics. Uh, it's just a beautiful group, and I feel very blessed 
to have been here. So if you would join me now, putting your hand on your heart. And first we want to address the lives of those unborn, like Nadia's daughter, and the lives of those who are transitioning and have already transitioned. We appreciate so much the connection with our ancestors, with life, with death, with quotes around that word death, because we know life is one. And we put on the altar all blocks to love, whether they come in the form of abundance regarding money. We put on the altar any idols that we make that block us to the flow of love. We declare here and now our oneness. We accept the knowledge that there is no separation. We take in that oneness and all the qualities of God, clarity, beauty, abundance, constancy, devotion, freedom, harmony, joy, love, omnipotence, peace, purity, wholeness, wisdom, and partnering up. And for the chance to be together and experience the holiness of each other, we are so grateful. And we share that with everyone and everything in our lives. And we all say, Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Have Thank a great you. week. Bye. Have Bye. a great week. Thank Bye. You. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.